Uh, yesterday was Saturday. That's really shocking to you. <laughs> what were you doing at 5.37 a.m. yesterday morning? A.M. 5.37 a.m. Benita, I know you turned no old for the second time. I was letting my dog out. She would have been I was on the way to work. That was, that was the time that spring started. 5.37 yesterday morning spring started. And hang tight until we get to June the 20th and that's when summer's going to start. So we'll go from there. Anyway, happy spring. Okay, chapter 8 in uh, 1 Samuel. As we know, God led the Israelites. They were his people. They still are his people. And uh, he led them by a pillar of fire by day, a pillar of fire by night, and, and he, was, he, he provided for them. Everything that they needed, he provided for them. They grumbled and they griped complained all the way through and yet they it says uh, in chapter 8 verse 5 uh, we'll roll through this scripture a little bit and they said to him behold this is a they talked to Samuel behold you have grown old and your sons do not walk in your ways now appoint a king for us to judge us like all the nations uh, verse 7 of the same chapter. The Lord said to Samuel, listen to the voice of the people in regard to all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they've rejected me from being king over them. <clears throat> chapter 10, verse 1, then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head, kissed him, and said, has not the Lord anointed you as ruler over his inheritance. So <clears throat> this thing of anointing, uh, this was a big deal for David. As we get in scripture, as we get a little bit more into it, and we'll see part of that a little bit today, but <clears throat> but um, um, being God's anointed is a, was very important. And here Samuel anointed Saul to be rulers over his inheritance. Chapter 12, look at verses uh, uh, 13 and 14. Now therefore here is the king whom you have chosen, whom you set, whom you asked for, and behold the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and listen to his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then both you and also the king who reigns over you uh, will follow the Lord your God. If you will listen to the voice of the Lord <clears throat> but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your father. And if you've been following uh, Pastor Bobby on Wednesday night and through all the prophets, um, <laughs> they, they had idols and, and they were not totally devoted unto the Lord. And ultimately, he took them into captivity. Uh, but that's, uh, 
that's a little bit in in the future, but he's talking about it right now. Now, when we went through um, Joshua, Joshua told him, he says, you sound good, but you can't do it. <laughs> that's Bill's paraphrase. And, and, and they really didn't. Chapter 13, look at verses um, 8. Uh, chapter 13. Now he waited seven days um, according to the appointed time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. Uh, he who waited was, was uh, Saul. Verse 9, so Saul said, bring me the burnt offerings um, and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offerings. As soon as he had finished offering the burnt offerings, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him and to greet him. But Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, because I saw the people were scattering from me, and they do not, did not come within the appointed days, uh, and the Philistines were ascending. Verse 12. Therefore I said, Now the Philistines will not come down against me at Gilgal, and I have not asked the favor of the Lord, so I uh, forced myself and offered the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, You have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you and for now the Lord would be established in your kingdom over Israel forever but now your kingdom shall be uh, shall not endure the Lord has sought out for himself a man after his own heart and the Lord has appointed him as ruler over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you um <clears throat> So it's interesting there, you know, several things. Uh, because the people were scattering from me, you know, I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. Uh, that's kind of uh, Saul's M.O. Uh, as we go through the scripture. Now, chapter 15, let's look begin in verse 19. <clears throat> This is after they went on a warfare and the Lord told them to, to kill everything of the Amalekites. And in verse 19, Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord but rushed upon the spoil and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord? Verse 22, Samuel said, Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as obeying in the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. The latter, the latter part of verse 23, he has also rejected you from being king. Verse 28, so Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to your, your neighbor, who is better than you. Pretty blunt. And then chapter 16, look at verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, 
And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David and from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. So the story is, and you know, it's just a few chapters in what we read here. It was a few years. Uh, we don't really know, and I hesitate to put dates because uh, we, <laughs> we really don't know uh, the dates that is. We have said that, <clears throat> that <clears throat> Samuel, excuse me, Saul ruled for about 40 years. David ruled for about 40 years. And <clears throat> Solomon ruled for about 40 years. But it's only the 80 years of, of David and, uh, and, and uh, Solomon were the golden years of, uh, of the nation of, it, of Israel. The rest of the time, they just had problems <laughs> on top of problems. Uh, but the idea of a king and, and yet God was still there and he, he says, um, I'm still your people and you, you, you're going to have to do what I said and yet <clears throat> they're spiraling out of control in some cases. Now a lot of Samuel, and we've talked about it, Art's talked about it, it's, it's a good story. <laughs> and yet there are all kind of narratives that are interwoven uh, through it. Like I said, God's anointing will, uh, uh, this was a big deal to David. And uh, Saul was anointed of the Lord. And he didn't want to do anything that would bring harm to God's anointing. And uh, he acted in some ways that are very uh, different than what we would normally do. And <clears throat> sometimes we need to stop and think that our, what we think and what we want to do is so different from what the Lord wants to do. And we go back to Isaiah 55, uh, verses 7 and 8, where he says, My ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts says the Lord. So we don't know what's totally in the mind of God. And yet we're influenced uh, by what we do today. You know? And uh, uh, it's a mess. But anyway, uh, this, this I'm responsible for something I did when I was nine years old. Uh, that's crazy. Well, I reckon I am responsible for it, but it's a, it's a, it's one of those things now that that uh, that's coming to the forefront. But in the in the days of David and uh, and Saul, we had a change of the guard. Uh, last week we talked about <clears throat> Goliath. Um, we don't know how old uh, David was, but we said. 17 or 18 years old when he killed Goliath. He might have been as young as 12 years old when he started playing the harp for, for Saul. Uh, these are just dates that scholars have, have said and we don't know. <clears throat> but <clears throat> but they, they seem to be pretty good. So now we pick up in chapter 18 
And we have another one, uh, Jonathan, which was David's, excuse me, Saul's son. Now, hold a finger there and just go back to chapter 14, and we'll see where... That's one thing about a mask, I can't lick my finger to turn the page. But we have here about Jonathan, about he, he, uh, he had a victory. And yet, we know that, uh, uh, Art, I hope you're recording this. I just hadn't thought of that. Okay, he said that, uh, Saul said, you know, don't eat anything. Well, Jonathan didn't hear the command, so, uh, but Jonathan went out. So that tells us a couple of things. If you were able to go to war, you had to be 20 years old. So Jonathan was 20 years old. And we don't, we don't know how much older he was than David. Um, Warren Wiersbe said he might have been as much as 25 years older than David. We don't know that. Some other commentary said he could have been five or six years older than David. But they were, they were uh, meshed together in the Lord. And it's, it's not uh, unusual for these relationships to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get personal now. And I, I don't see any other family members here, so maybe I won't. But it's going out on the web, so anyway, it is what it is. <laughs> Y'all remember Don and Mary Edna? And uh, I don't know why Don took a, a liking to me and I took a liking to him, but we did. And Don was older than me by a good little bit, but Don would come to me and he says, uh, we, uh, we need somebody to, to lead us on the Tuesday morning Bible study. And I put Don off and put Don off, and he kept hounding me, and I said, I'm okay, Don, I'll do it. And so we had a few men there meet, and, and we did until it kind of fell apart. But, but Don and I uh, loved one another, and I would go to his house and uh, help him a little bit, and we'd just talk and so forth and so on. Y'all know that, that uh, Don was on the town council here for a while. And uh, he, uh, he tickled me. Well, I went to see him and I said, they put me up, Don, to go on the steering committee. And he, he said, Bill, you will leave the ticket. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was a ticket to be had, but I didn't know we were going to vote on the thing. But Don, in his vernacular, and, and uh, you'll leave the ticket. And uh, but we 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 were kindred spirits. We we loved the Lord. We loved each other, and yet there was a there was a, a age difference between us. And so we have a singular story here that begins with Jonathan and David. So verse one of chapter eighteen. Now it came about that when he had finished speaking to Saul. Uh, that's when David had finished speaking to Saul. 
that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as himself. Saul took him to the house and did not return to, excuse me, Saul took him that day and did not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David and be, because he loved him as himself. Jonathan stripped himself of his robe that was on him, gave it to David and his armor, including his sword, his bow, and his belt. So David went out everywhere Saul sent him and prospered. Saul set him over the men of war, and he was pleasing in the sight of the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now you need to understand the whole impact of this. Jonathan was so was the oldest son that Saul had. He was heir apparent to the king. And yet he knew, evidently David had told him, he knew that David had been anointed king. And that didn't bother him. He had, Jonathan had no ego trips to go on. He, he knew his daddy, and he says, he says, I understand. To the extent that he gave him his robe, his armor, his sword, his bow, he gave him everything that he had, and he prospered according to what verse 5 says. And he was pleasing in sight of all the people, also in the sight of Saul's servants. So David's relationship to the, to the palace, so to speak, his relationship to his oldest son, Jonathan, was one of not competing, uh, but he, he understood that he was... Uh, God's choice to be king in Israel. Verse 6. And it happened as they were coming when David returned from killing the Philistines that the women came out of the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and with joy and musical instruments. Remember, Saul is still king. Verse 7. The women sang and they played and they said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Saul became very angry, for they, this saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed to David ten thousand, but to me they have ascribed thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? Saul looked at David with suspicion from that day on. Okay, suspicion. What's another word for what happened right here? Jealousy. The feeling of showing envy of someone of their achievements or advantages. He grew jealous of their success. Uh, do we ever feel jealous? 
for something that's not been a success? Don't we, don't we always kind of, we're jealous about something that has befriended somebody else. We're jealous of what they have, you know. Um, Deuteronomy 5, which is the second giving of the law, the last commandment. You all know what the last commandment is? Any off the top of your head? Covet. <clears throat> you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not desire your neighbor's house his field, or his manservant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Covet, coveting and jealousy, they're kind of first cousins. You know, they kind of, they kind of go along. We've kind of cleaned it up. We've talked about this before, you know, but we have some similar things. You know, we want to kind of keep up with the Joneses too, and sometimes we might be a little jealous of what's going on around us. You know, um, I'm jealous of people that got six figures in their bank accounts. Um, but uh, that's, that's one of those things. I said something to my dad one day about not having any, any money, and dad said, Bill, we've had enough. And that's kind of... <laughs> cemented my feet to the ground. We've had enough, and I have had enough. And going through what I've gone through in the last three months, I'm very grateful to, to have what I've had. But David, Saul looked at David with suspicion from that day on. Verse 10. Now it came about on the next day that an evil spirit from God came mightily upon Saul and he raved in the midst of the house while David was playing his harp and his hand as usual was and as usual a spear was in Saul's hand. Saul hurled the spear, spear for he thought I will pin David to the wall but David escaped from the presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David for the Lord was with him, but he had removed, departed from Saul. We talked about this last week too, that he very much, the Spirit of God left him. And we talked about Psalms 51, where David, you know, after he, his sin with Bathsheba and his sin of murder with Uriah, he says, Lord, don't take your presence from me. He had seen it firsthand when he took his presence from, 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 from Saul. He says, don't, don't take your presence from me. And, uh, and yet, <clears throat> here he was, he was afraid of, 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 of David, Saul was. And uh, the presence had departed from him. Now, this is part of where our our culture and what we've been taught and how we look at things, you, you, you ask, well, Bill, why did the Lord move his hand, you know? Why did, did this happen? Why, why did the Lord bless David and not bless Saul? And 
We've talked about that a little bit because Saul's disobedience. You remember when we were in Exodus and we had the ten plagues? And you remember what was said just about at every plague? That Pharaoh's heart was hardened. The Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Uh, <clears throat> you'll have to ask the Lord why, why he does some of the things he does, just like Isaiah 55 tells us. Uh, <clears throat> so the evil spirit was from the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> and we've talked about that, that last week, that some people say it was depression. We have no way of knowing. It could have been. But uh, it was one of those things. Verse 14. David was prospering in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. When Saul saw that he was prospering greatly, he dreaded him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, and he went out and came in before them. Then Saul said to David, Here's my older daughter, uh, Meribeth, and I will give her to you as a wife. Only be a valiant man for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, my hand shall not be against him, but let the hand of the Philistines be against him. But David said to Saul, who am I that I should, and what is my life or my father's family in Israel, that I should be the king's son-in-law? So it came about that time when Meribeth, uh, Saul's daughter, was given, uh, should have been given to David, he was given to somebody else. Verse 20. Now Micah, uh, Saul's daughter, loved David. When they told David the thing was agreeable to him, Saul said, I will, I will give her to him that she may become a snare to him and, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Saul and David said to David, David, for a second time you may be my son-in-law today. Today. Then Saul commanded his servant to speak to David secretly, saying, Behold, the king delights in you, and all his servants love you. Now therefore become the king's son-in-law. He was then doing a little politicking on the side. Verse 23. So Saul's servant spoke these words to David, but David said, It's trifling. It's trivial in the sight to become the king's son-in-law since I'm a poor man and likely esteemed. The servants told Saul what David had said. Verse 25, Thus you shall say to David, The king does not desire any dowry except the hundred foreskin of the Philistines to take vengeance on the king's enemies. And now Saul planned to make David fall into the hand of the Philistines. You know, <clears throat> he, he wanted somebody else to do his, his dirty work. And he said, well, we'll do this. So David and his men, uh, he took it a step further. And verse 27 tells us they got 200. Uh, and then he brought them to Saul. And verse 28, when Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and that Micah, Saul's daughter, loved him, then Saul was even more afraid of David. Thus Saul was David's enemy continually. 
Um, am I, how do you pronounce M-I-C-H-A-L? Michael. Michael. Michael? Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to digress a little bit. We'll, we'll pick up some of this a little bit later, too. <clears throat> David had uh, eight wives. And then he had some concubines. Now, that's, you know, <laughs> And he just had eight wives and concubines. We don't know how many. He had 18 children. Busy. He had 18 children. And we'll see all of this as chapter 1, I mean, Second uh, Samuel unfolds. He also, um, he had 18 children. Um, he had two by Abigail. He had four by Bathsheba. And <clears throat> scholars simply say that Bathsheba was his favorite. And when we get into Solomon's reign, which we're not going to get much into it, but we'll, we can see this is probably true. <clears throat> but Michael... Uh, several little things that are very interesting to Michael. Hold your finger then and go to chapter 25, verse 44. 1 uh, Samuel 25, verse 44. Now Saul had given Michael his daughter... David's wife to somebody else. Well, in this particular culture, daddy could do what he wanted to do. You know the story of Jacob. He thought he was getting Rachel. And it was a, a shock to him when daylight came that he had lived. <laughs> I still don't understand that, but anyway, that's uh, that's what he said. So, so he, you know the story that we've been we've been through there. But in this thing, Saul had given Michael, David's wife, to somebody else. Now, turn with me to Second Samuel chapter three. Like I said, we'll plow a lot of this again. Let's look at uh, verse twelve, and we'll we'll I'll stumble through some of this. And I've Abner sent the uh, messages to David in his place, saying, "Whose is the lamb? Make a covenant with me, and behold, your hand shall be with you, and bring all." Israel over to you. And he said, good. I will make a covenant with you, but I demand one thing from you. Namely, that you shall not see my face unless you first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when you come to see me. So David sent messages to Ishbath, Saul's son, saying, give me my, my, my wife, Michael, whom I was betrothed, 
or a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. He sent and took her from her husband. Uh, verse 16 but her husband went with her weeping as he went following her as far as he could and Abner told him go return so he returned so David said I want my wife back and he was married to this man and Abner who was head of the army says uh, you'll have to go and he went back weeping. Uh, so he returned. Alright, there's one more little twist to Michael. She is the only wife David had that they didn't have any children. She, she had no children all of her life. Scripture backs that up. So, <laughs> we had this daughter of Saul who Saul was trying to get to marry because we know that it would be a stumbling block in his way and maybe along the way the Philistines would kill him and that's what Saul wanted all along another thing that happened with Micah when they moved the ark back to Jerusalem um, David was singing and and dancing in front of the ark as they brought it back. And uh, Michael got, uh, rebuked him. He says, you're, you're, uh, you're dancing and half naked before uh, the people. And he's, he says, listen, I'm just glad to get the ark back. But we'll get to that a little bit later on as we go. So in this particular case, uh, it's just another one of the twists and turns that we get in Scripture that, uh, that uh, Saul tried to, to, uh, to get the Philistines to do his dirty work because he, he didn't like David because he found favor with the Lord and he didn't. Verse 19, chapter 19. Now Saul told Jonathan his son, and all his servants to put David to death. But Jonathan, Saul's son, greatly delighted in David. So Jonathan told the David, saying, Saul, my father, is seeking to put you to death. Now, therefore, please be on guard in the morning and stay in the secret place and hide yourself. And <clears throat> so we have setting up the story now of 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 a continual thing of Saul really quit fighting the Philistines as much as he was fighting David. Trying to find him, trying to put him to death. And, and David was uh, one step ahead of, of him, so to speak. And he came back time and time again and he says, I'm not going to touch God's anointing. And we'll see that <clears throat> when when people did do some things, for instance, when when uh, when Saul and Jonathan were killed, and the man brought them to him, and he says that he was struggling, uh, Saul was struggling. He says he couldn't he couldn't live with the injury he had, and uh, he was telling David all that, 
And David said, well, thank you. And uh, David says to one of his lieutenants, he said, uh, go kill him. Because he touched God's anointing. And he did that several times. Well, we'll pick up here next week and see what, what uh, how David goes. And it's several chapters and this relationship that, uh, covenant relationship that that they had with uh, David and Jonathan had uh, was very unique. We won't see Jonathan pick up again until until uh, the final chapter, chapter thirty-one of First uh, uh, Samuel, where he uh, was ultimately killed. He and his daddy in the same battle. Um, have I rambled enough today? <laughs> That's what I feel like I've done anyway. Any questions? If you rambled, you're pretty good at it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, dear. Okay. Well, we'll go from this place. We'll pray and we'll go from this place. And, and, uh, and I'll thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for loving us and being with us. We thank you for Scripture. And the strange to us uh, twist and turns it takes. But we know you put it there for a reason. We don't totally understand it or why. And yet, you know us. And as Isaiah said, our ways are not your ways. And Father, we thank you for that. Thank you for being with us and loving us to us. Thank you for having the written word that we can hold in our hands. And we thank you. And we love you. And we ask you to be with us. In Jesus' name we ask it.